0: This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today is special guest star Hans. Hans is back. Hans has the record. You know, I said on a previous episode, Jake Hanrahan had the record for most guest appearances at like six or seven. Because we chopped up the episodes in half. You know? No, it's actually... Hans is... uh, I think this is your 50th or 60th uh, guest appearance now.
1: In a row, right?
0: That's impeccable.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, What's this message you just sent me privately? You don't want right on the air? I'm
1: just... I'll just... No, it's just because I know that I'll, I'll forget, so I, I just... I oh, okay, have to note to self.
0: Later. Great, and later. Uh, before we get into yep. the subject matter of tonight, I want to let everybody know, because you have to remind people of these things, that the video version of this episode and all future episodes, many weeks in advance, and bonus episodes are going to be available on patreon.com slash low which is $5 a month, gets you all that, and some un- unreleased sketches from Comfort Systems like Kenny talking to himself in my backyard. And uh, what else is on there, Hans? I don't know. You don't know? I'm just looking
1: for, I'm, I'm looking for my Auschwitz background so I can put it on oh. the thing, I, to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That'll
0: is. be great. So uh, there, yeah, good enough. I'll just... We got Alex Jones and uh, Joe Rogan. Is that... Was that recent or was that an old video?
1: I thought it was recent. I'm not sure.
0: It seemed like Joe wasn't really vibing with Alex when he did his podcast recently.
1: No, because he was sober, right? On, uh, sober? Yeah, like, Joe Rogan
0: was sober. Yeah, Joe Joe sure. Rogan. He Look, I mean, it yeah, he was doing his sober October thing. But let's be realistic here. He just got his $100 million deal. He's bringing on reporters from Vox. He's bringing on all these different types. And then you have Alex Jones in there with Tim Dillon. And he completely mistreated him. He was very rude to his, his his old pal there. You think so? I think so, yeah. He was, uh, I mean, look, he was doing his whole thing like, why don't we just fact check everything that he does? And a lot of people yeah, hypothesized that-, that that's to prove that Alex is right about a lot of things. But that certainly wasn't Joe's demeanor.
1: That was kind of annoying. It was kind of annoying how he couldn't say anything because he would just go, okay, well, where's the proof? Uh, Jamie? Yeah. Or, or just, look him, just like, all right. Why, why have a responsible
0: show? He was, I think he was very aware of his listener for like the first time ever, which is going to be diminished because of Spotify. To be honest with you, I haven't listened to a single Spotify exclusive Joe Rogan episode since he made the leap over there. Suddenly he has to worry about what's said on his podcast after what, over a thousand episodes.
1: I didn't even know that he was uh, exclusive with uh, Spotify now. I guess that's why his videos hasn't popped up on my YouTube anymore.
0: He's allowed to put out, I think, up to thirty minutes of footage and different clips on YouTube, but that's that's the max of it.
1: That's that's. I mean, he got his money. That's he's gonna be fine. I just I can't, or I can't imagine anyone that used to watch his show would go like I don't, I'm on the app right now trying to figure out how to watch his show and I don't know. Now I am an old man. That is not very good with with these things, but yeah, it's 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 kind of clunky the app to begin with.
0: Yeah, I just I just you know I'm trying to train myself to use Spotify more often nowadays because it's not just Joe Rogan that's exclusive to that that app. It's also uh, Last Podcast on the Left doesn't do iTunes or anything else anymore, and I like them. I mean they've. They've run out of material to work with for their show. They're just kind of repeating the same... They're doing best-ofs now. It's like the best-of serial killers. You mean your your show, the the whole premise of your show, you're doing best-of clips of that now? It's like...
1: Well, there's not really enough killing unless you start doing, like, you know, people from the Crusades or yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because how many episodes can you do on... on? Uh, and they would do, like, the big serial killers, they would do, like, three-episode series, mm-hmm. right? And even then, like there's just... Not enough people murdering, I guess, to or at least not known or weird shit like that happening right. for that. On um, like I, I feel like like it works good or well if you have like a YouTube video where you can just do like a ten minute video about something creepy or some video or whatever, but their hour and a half episodes focus on only one thing. Yeah, that run out of of, of of murders and weird things.
0: And they riff about as much as they actually delve into the facts of these things. Now, if it was like 75, 25, you could maybe drag that out over like a month. You could spend a month on a serial killer. They don't really do that. They seem very by the book. I mean, they do their, their side stories episodes nowadays where it's just like Ben and Henry talking about current events and that's their their way to keep the money flowing in. But I don't know. They're going to have to change the format to that soon.
1: What do they do on their streams? Do you know, have you ever seen one of them? They do it on Adult Swim, I think. Yeah, they.
0: Uh, I, I think it's just them messing around. They'll occasionally take listener calls or something, and uh, it's just it's the same thing as Civic TV. But uh, those three, that's all.
1: Uh, the, the, they do the Nick DiPaolo show but them. Three. There was some
0: uh, academic survey that came out recently that that labeled like far left, soft left, centrist, right, far right YouTubers, and they put Nick DiPaolo in far
1: right very i like i mean at least he's still relevant i guess like he Who, is a, he a voice I, I i guess they i mean they included him i don't know i i have him on on Fa- I i have on him. facebook i uh follow his his page on facebook and sometimes i just see like his angry face complaining about something you know when you're just going down and it's always you know his upset face at something some liberal said i I've honestly like for the past couple of weeks, I've just been so like done with most shit like that, where it's just people complaining about something uh I know that I do that a lot, <laughs> but I, I I don't know like i i everything that has to do with politics now is just boring, and anything where it's just someone with an agenda trying to push something it's just like i uh, I don't know, I'm kind of done with that. I've been I've been going back to silly shit that would just make me laugh. That's just stupid, just to make me laugh. Because I don't A lot know. of
0: Dimitri this. Martin, right? I I
1: I, <laughs> I I I like Dimitri, yeah. But uh I started listening to old, old uh Comtown and old Legion of Skanks episodes where it's just them with no fame or no following yet, I guess, and it's just them being stupid. Uh, and I found I found that put me in a better mood to just deal with daily bullshit than just having someone that is supposed to be director to entertainment and all they're doing is just complaining, you know. Yeah.
0: I, I'm a hundred percent there with it. you. Have you <laughs> speaking of which, to completely negate all that, did you hear that Dave Smith is gonna be running for libertarian nominee for twenty twenty four? That's what I've heard. That's a rumor right now. That's unconfirmed, but there are significant rumblings that Dave Smith is going to try to get you, the nom.
1: I don't know. I think he's done enough things on Legion of Shanks for this video of it that
0: you I mean, think he, he would just completely negate him right off the bat? No, he he's not going to get the nomination. But um. Yeah, I don't know. That's not a very... I mean, does that matter? No, it doesn't. That
1: party doesn't really... No, it doesn't at (laughs) all. It doesn't doesn't make a lick of a
0: difference. No. And and
1: if you... I get 3%. There's
0: a famous video that came out from the Libertarian Party where... And obviously, it's a little bit edited or whatever, where they're doing a debate. And it's like, well, should... the, The question posed to all the nominees on the stage is something like, should you have to obtain a license before driving a motor vehicle? Have you seen this video? This no. would be a perfect video to pull up right now if we were doing Twitch, um, and uh, I think the first answer is, oh, what 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 next? Are we going to have to require a license to use your toaster? And it's just, it's completely archaic the the entire thing. And Gary Johnson, who does get the nomination from that, goes, I th- I think people oh, okay. should maybe oh, know how to drive a car before getting behind the the wheel and he just gets booed. He gets vehemently booed by the audience. It's um it's a real joke. So Dave Smith wants to be part of that. Good luck to him.
1: Yeah, I mean is there really everything that's been said and come out with Trump like is is that going to be a standard anymore? You know, with politicians, where it's like it has to be someone that has no scandals and no what? Like, I think that's done. Nah, this is you can't go back to this.
0: This is America and probably Western culture circling the drain right now. It's over. This it's not going to get any better. Excuse me. It's just going to be. It's going to be terrible. Who cares? Uh, but What do you think of uh,
1: Christopher Nolan's comments?
0: I just saw that. Let's get into that. I just that. saw that. That's actually a perfect segue. You know, we're only talking about Legion of Skanks and, and all these apps because we're going to be discussing the primary subject Quibi. today. Yes, Quibi is huge. Quibi, <laughs> Quibi has just uh, – what, what did they get? They got Tenet 2 exclusive on their platform, something like that? Can
1: you fucking I, – I, I just find, found out a couple of days ago how much money they put into that. And uh, I – I think i don't know like being able to sell your shitty idea because it was a shitty idea to begin with to someone and get what did he get like a couple of billion as investment or he put a couple of billions of his money what was the deal like it was a lot of money into this stupid idea that wasn't going to work from the start uh and then they started giving all of these shows to people that had like twitter followings right
0: they're still like, doing
1: uh that. what's her name um that's the, I thought Quibi was that.
0: Uh, they, I mean, between Netflix and Quibi, and even the NBC app, if you take a look at Peacock, uh, which is great for vintage programming like episodes of Columbo, if you want to watch anything new, they're giving it like Larry Wilmore a show. They gave some. They give random writers on these political shows, TV shows where they host their own thing, and it doesn't like nobody knows these things exist. It's really something.
1: Well, I mean, and, and they, they're they still popping up, right? Yeah. Uh, streaming services. Yep. Like, uh, I think we talked about this like two years ago or something uh, about how it was just going to end up becoming cable and channels are just going to start getting ignored, just like channels on cable because they're just so saturated with shit that, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess the, this pandemic would have been good for something like this to continue existing or like for this, what do you want to call it? This, this age of entertainment uh but it's still the same netflix hulu that people talk about right it's still like even if their content is not the greatest and even if like this new ones continue popping up and and it's also going to get to a point where or it's probably now to a point where it's just the big ones that people know about and there's so many smaller ones and so many shows that are just being made for nobody anymore yeah
0: so the the primary subject that we're going to be talking about tonight per the episode title is HBO Max. HBO Max just single-handedly killed the film industry, I think. The theater industry is what I really meant to say there. It's it's done. It's over. You have the either the largest, no, not the Disney's definitely the largest. You have the second largest film company Deciding that they're going to simultaneously put all of their movies for the next year on their streaming platform, so this is going to completely rattle everything. I mean, we expected this point to come for a while now. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's really much of a surprise. It was. It was probably the smartest move they could have made in terms of recouping money because now people are going to flock to HBO Max. And from what I had learned before, it was underperforming. Because they refused to make a deal with Amazon and LG and, and certain, uh, you know, uh, companies.
1: TVs. Yeah. Or, right. right. To, make, to put them on the TV. They won't
0: do Amazon Prime. You can get Shutter and all these other smaller streaming apps through Amazon Prime. So it's all in one. They, they didn't do that. They did wind up making a deal with Amazon so they could get on the Fire Stick and, you know, pop up on all these things that you can easily access the uh, – you know the app on just recently and it seemed like they were probably thinking about this for a while now wonder woman what, what is it wonder woman 84 that's gonna be the first one that's dropped yeah. on
1: christmas i'm I'm trying to find the list there's matrix 4 dune uh and then you have the king the godzilla one right oh too, right. right that'll be great on a tv Is Kong vs. Godzilla? (laughs) That'll
0: be wonderful.
1: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Suicide Squad. Uh, A Lin-Manuel Miranda movie. Why? I guess.
0: Why are they still giving him shit? He's awful. You know, know, his best role was playing a bag boy on an episode of The Sopranos. He's like trying to Puerto Rican it up and everything on the episode.
1: He's uh, John Leguizamo. Yep. Yep. I don't. I didn't even know he was an actor, to be honest. I only know him from that fucking awful Hamilton shit that only white people like and only white people should like. Because if you're brown or darker than brown and you like Hamilton, you you put you give away your card and you're back to being a white woman. I don't care <laughs> what color you are. I don't care the shade of dark that you are. If you like Hamilton. That shit, I, I, I've I never been able to get past one song too because of how fucking awful and, and mom rap it is but the fact that he continues to get shit after that uh, I don't even know what this, okay so in the Heights is his movie a feature version of the Broadway musical in which a bodega, bodega owner has mixed feelings about closing his store and retiring to the Dominican Republic after inheriting Good. his grand ethnic speech. musical oh wow
0: Really venturing out
1: there. Do you have anything else, (laughs) Lin-Manuel? Can you do any, or is everything fucking Carlos Mencia, but not trying to be funny?
0: Here's what I want to know, (laughs) because, I mean, this this is going to be interesting in terms of just, like, uh, pirating is going to hit an all-time high.
1: I that's believe. what I was about to say. Like you're you're saying, people are going to flock to the, the streaming apps. They're going to probably not have the bandwidth necessary to handle yeah. all of those people. And you know they're going to be available on the torrent site earlier than if it went in the movies because they were just you know ripping on the first day. Correct. So that sounds so good for people like me.
0: <laughs> they they were making the argument that pirating was a problem many years ago, right? Well, that's going to hit. That's going to peak with with this. So here's what I'm wondering. Will these movies... Obviously, the first wave of films is going to be a little bit different than whatever winds up following. You take a look at some of the earlier Netflix films like Beasts of No Nation and uh, even the, the Netflix TV series. They were all quality at the beginning, like they legitimately care. good. And then Netflix figures out a formula and they bake that into all the products on the assembly line that go out Same, similar to what we've discussed at length over the past what feels like 16 17 years now about disney and the marvel right. studios films um what do you think is going to be the result in terms of quality for the movies that wind up following we'll say like 2022 and onward
1: um i i don't know if this is going to be the end of the blockbuster you know, there's not going to be any any money made from these movies. There are supposed to be huge movies, huge summer movies, right? They're just going to be released on on your TV. And now it's going to be depending on on how great your TV and your sound system is to enjoy them fully as you were supposed to. Because these are not really movies that you have to sit in your living room and, and try to figure out. You know, this is something that's going to be loud. It's going to be... Uh, colorful and there's going to be explosions and it's going to be a blockbuster to be enjoyed in this movie theater and I, I i don't i don't know if companies are going to be willing to put you know 80 100 million dollars into these movies if there's not going to be that return you know or that certified if at least you know it's a summer movie so even if it's a piece of shit like people are still going to go see it because it's a summer movie i don't know if i'll be compelled to watch you know the Mortal Kombat in my living room as much as I would want to go see it. at I mean, I don't know if I would want to go see it at the movie theaters. But Yeah, Mortal Kombat was a terrible <laughs> example you could use for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, you're you're making a fantastic point, which is that the money is gonna, I, it's gonna bottom out at some point between um, not making as much from what you would with a movie ticket from a repeat customer, and that's really what I think they're failing. I mean, these people are. in in terms of this business model are going to be much smarter than you or I in terms of figuring out the dynamics and where things are going to head. But again, that notion of the lack of a repeat customer, if you're just paying $30 a month, let's say, let's say they increase it to that. Right now it's about $17, $18. There's no way they're going to keep it at that if you're getting all these brand new movies that are going to go out in theaters at the same time um, on your streaming platform. Movies that uh, typically you'd have to wait like six months before it would hit
1: physical media also are you let's are say you're um, willing to spend extra on top of your subscription already for them that's another thing because if they're trying to make you pay for it extra you know on top of the 15 already what is it going to be 10 bucks 20 bucks who's going to be willing to pay 20 bucks to watch a movie at their house that they don't own you know it's not something that they have physically i, I think well then again a lot, a lot of people do buy digitally but I don't know if I would be as inclined to spend twenty dollars on a movie on top of my already fifteen bucks, you know, thirty-five dollars to watch it at home. Eh, I don't know. I don't know if if many people, especially if if jobs don't come back and people, you know, aren't able to go back to regular life, uh, I'm not sure that spending thirty-five dollars in one movie, you know, a lot of people are going to be able to do it or want to.
0: Right. So there I mean there's that component as well. We're not even factoring in all the outside elements that are yeah. almost certainly going to affect that. Uh in terms of quality, you know, I like Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers is probably the best studio in terms of making high-profile, large-budget features at this point. I I wouldn't I wouldn't spend a dime on anything that Disney put out. <laughs> what are they trying to charge extra on Mulan? You had to pay like $15. Is this correct? I remember they were dancing I so, yeah, with the like idea.
1: That. I'm not sure. I
0: don't, I don't know if they committed to it.
1: So let's see. Uh, I'm yeah. just, I'm I'm looking at the, the list and there is a couple of smaller ones, I guess, that you wouldn't expect to make huge numbers like Judas and the Black Messiah, which is about a Black Panther or something like that, Black Panther Party. Uh, and then you have uh, Tom and Jerry, which I'm, I'm sure they expected to make money with that one. Uh, there's there's a Conjuring sequel, which I'm sure they were also expecting to make money on. That franchise has already you know made a shitload of money. Uh, those who wish, okay, I don't know what this is. But then you know you have the Mortal Kombat revival movie, which I'm sure they put a bunch of money in it.
0: Wait, that's a real thing? Yeah. I thought you were just using that as like a template franchise. What are they doing with Mortal Kombat?
1: I all the information I have here is uh let's see a bunch of actors. They all seem to be Asian. Never mind.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, no you're going to no th- that's what's going to happen too is you're going to see a lot of these random Chinese movies pop up. Because they can make like money They just there, put right? out right. They put out some animated Chinese Batman where he's just uh he's he's Working with a kung fu guy, and Michael Jai White, and it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be a throwback to like seventies Bruce Lee or whatever. But you take oh. a look at the animation style; it looks like every other directed video animated movie they've put
1: out. Is that the Batman Danger or something like that? But
0: no, no, no that that was highly stylized. This I, this is like called Soul of the Dragon or something like that. Something really terrible. The art looks cool, but then the animation style is shit, per the usual.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing. A lot of these movies are supposed to make a shitload of money. Uh, Suicide Squad, Godzilla and Kong, you know, this, uh, Mortal Kombat, the Space Jam remake. That's another one too that I'm sure they expected to make numbers, especially since there's no Black Panther movies this year. What's up? Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure that the people that made this decision uh, are. I don't know, smarter than you and me, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't sound good for the industry in general. Now, uh, one thing that I'm a little worried about is that, you know, you guys are talking about your vaccine and how vaccine is going to be ready before the end of the month. So, is that not supposed to bring everything back to normal? So, why wouldn't they just wait until January to see if? What if movie theaters are back next year? You know, hey, February, everyone's back to movie theaters and.
0: These movies are still going to be there. Uh, I. Uh, um, no. Is that I don't know. Too, I, don't know. Too hard. I don't I don't want to delve into a conspiracy <laughs> talk and whatnot and get into like the Great Reset and all that that stuff. As far as the movies go, they probably know something we don't. That's the thing. That's, like, I mean, people with money always know something yeah. that you don't. So Cause, I, mean, I is, think they. Is there
1: a, a lot of them are summer movies. Summer is what, eight, ten months away? Why yeah. would they announce that? unless they know something we don't know. You know, there's a lot of time in between. (laughs) I'm just saying. I don't,
0: I mean, here's the thing. If Disney made this decision, I would simply think it was a matter of, okay, well, they did very well with their streaming platform and that's why they're doing that. They know that they can make the returns. Warner Brothers doing this is either, I mean, this is a really big, risky decision to make and, and make it so far out, like you're saying. It is a tremendous gamble right? You would think. So I, I, we know that the returns on HBO Max were not up to par, which is why now they're cutting deals. And this could be a a, a very um, desperate last minute uh, decision, which I doubt with a company that big, with a corporation that is second biggest in the country, uh, neck and neck with Disney. I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. So they have to, again, know something that we don't as far as the future of, uh, I don't know, business in the film industry for the next year. But that begs the question why Disney hasn't made that decision just yet,
1: if that is the case. Right. Because they did do it with Mulan, right? So they, so they had a chance to try it, to test it, see if it would work with one movie. Warner is throwing all of them at once. You know, they're not, they're not saying, Hey, Tenet's going to be released a, a month ago. Or, you know, whatever, I don't even know what movie was supposed to come out in December, but, oh, well, the Wonder Woman movie. Hey, we'll try this one, see how it goes, and then, you know, we'll judge after that. They're doing it with all of them at once, just like, fuck it, like, let's announce it, this now, and it feels it feels a little weird, that timing of, you know nothing's gonna get better (laughs) until the end of next year so so fuck it this is what we're gonna do now you know uh, there's something behind there i don't know the thing that i'm wondering is uh how like is everyone still gonna get paid because you know that there's a lot of the contracts that you sign have like a an incentive but not an incentive but like a a small, a smaller amount in the beginning, and then you have the, you know, the box office thing. How is that going to work?
0: I don't think that's the case for most of them. I know that, that that's probably the case for, uh, you know, the, the main creative components behind any film. But I don't know. I they, they obviously have all that squared away. My question really is: Let's say that this becomes the norm. At what point do they? do they find themselves incapable of making films this size anymore? And it reverts into doing something smaller. And if that becomes indeed the case, do they go back to, you know, what was considered the standard cinematic fare of the 1970s, 80s, not everything that came before, which is we're going to do mid budget, moderate dramas, crime films, comedies, etc. cetera. Right. Do they go back to the way that things were or, did they just eliminate the entire notion of the film and turn these into smaller limited series kind of like what they're they're thinking about doing anyway with Zack Snyder's your favorite topic of uh cinematic discussion right. Jack, Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice like that might be actually like a four-part series because there's so much of it
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I uh I think everything is just going to get smaller. I think uh the way that these studios have been spending money in the past ten years has been ridiculous yeah. <laughs> to the point where you know the the, the only movies they're making are the movies uh, movies that are are they're able to recoup that money uh, with so. I seriously think that it's just going to go down. Maybe not to basics because now we have a lot of technology where you can fake a lot of things without having to, you know, fly out of space or fly to Europe or whatever with green screens and whatnot. And but I, I don't know. I can't. I can't imagine um, over a hundred million dollar productions happening as often as they happened for last year in the past. What ten years? Yeah. Just because nothing is guaranteed anymore so even something like Batman like you don't know how much money you're gonna make if you don't have the movie theaters uh and how much money you're gonna spend in advertising and if no one's on the street you know like there's a lot of things that are involved there that I just I just think it's just probably gonna get scaled down uh scaled back into just more simple things or like you said yeah a a series because a series you can you can do a superhero thing or like one of those things uh and focus it on something that's not huge because you just do more character stuff episode by episode so you're able to bring it down uh bring the cost down with that i mean what what do
0: do we have any idea what the budget on something like the boys would be because that's a very popular show that's a superhero show it is one of amazon prime's like flagship series and i can't imagine they're spending even a fraction of whatever a major tent pole would that's typically released in the United States over the summer.
1: Well, they, uh, it's what, like eight episodes a season? Yeah. And yeah. it says here that that is 10 million per episode.
0: Okay, never mind. Uh, that yep. is actually, <laughs> that, I mean, look, that evens out to about 80 million. That's like Joker money. And that's considered low nowadays. So maybe, yeah. but, um, you know, even that, I feel like it's going to completely wash through all of these. If, if if everything has to go to streaming, it's going to be like a wrecking ball for the majority of these properties. They're going to be ha- they're going to have to be way more selective with whatever projects they choose to green light. Which could be, I mean, look, that could be a good thing because there's a lot of really bad, annoying media that gets made just okay. because there's an extra amount of money sitting around. So, I'm not look, I'm I'm not saying one way or the other if this is going to be a positive or negative for creativity i think typically if you take a look at history the more hardship there is whether uh that's you know something like this or or just uh i don't know even censorship really you wind up uh uh squeezing out some some real diamonds out of those hard situations so
1: yeah we're just going to go back to reality shows just reality TV. Every celebrity is going to have a reality show or a YouTube channel where they do a reality TV shit. And that's going to be our new entertainment. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I have a list pulled up over here of like the most expensive Amazon Prime series. And uh, do you know that um, what's his name? Fuck, how did I forget his name? John Krasinski's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan was eight million per episode who watched that <laughs> like, didn't even know it was out didn't even know it was a thing but apparently they would spend eight million dollar per episode for jim as a soldier
0: does anyone really like him i know they they were like oh isn't well, i mean you gotta go by like the press sometimes when he was doing his news show on twitter and then he sold it immediately and people turned on him that was great <laughs> but did they like yes, him before uh, I,
1: I think people still have that Jim thing with him like I I he got lucky with the fact that his biggest role was just a, a likable character the guy that we are supposed to like on the show even though if you really think about it he's kind of a sociopath uh if you if you really pay attention to what he did on the show but um I think he's still living off that because even though he tried to be like this action star and he, he was one of the guys that was rumored to be Captain America. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, But he got lucky with the fact that his character or his the character that everyone remembers is so likable or so liked by everyone that I think he still has that little bit of, of something where people remember, but I, I can't see him as anything else. Uh, than than jim so it's just oh jim got a haircut and he has abs now that's weird why you know like i i I don't believe him as anything other than that so i i don't even think of him as an actor you know
0: no he's just that ugly guy with a potato nose and his fucking 2006 wispy hair side wispy i just woke up oh quirky face. i fucking hate his guts i hope for nothing but terrible things to happen to him he's fine Anyway, HBO Max, the the the, the program – not the program, the app that's going to single-handedly destroy the film oh, wait, industry. Wait, wait, wait. Yes.
1: Did you know about, about this Lord of the Rings TV show that has $1 billion budget?
0: I didn't know it was a billion. Holy shit.
1: It says the reported budget of one million. billion. Uh, it's not pulling in. South not to create the most epic series. It's a prequel. So
0: uh, a, a prequel uh, to uh, Lord of the
1: Rings or a prequel to The Hobbit?
0: Because that's it, the prequel. It says
1: – one of the biggest loyal fan bases in the world is, uh, according to the terms of the five seasons, five seasons will be produced of the prequel. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to base it on, but yeah, that's the Hobbit.
0: Cool. Also, billion-dollar Hobbit. That's a great investment.
1: That's a great <laughs> idea, Amazon. Wasn't that how much it cost to make the trilogy anyway? It was. It was like 200 million each or yeah. something. Started like that.
0: Terrible. Who cares about Lord of the Rings at this point, anyway? They already—they, I mean, this is what the third time they've done this. They did the animated ones with what was his name? Ralph Bakshi did that. That's cool. And then uh, the old one, the old, the old one, cartoon, the, the old one's good. That I don't—I can't—I can't get with like the 2002. Oh, we're gonna give it best picture. Viggo Mortensen one, terrible, <laughs> awful. I bought The Hobbit on Blu-ray. Oh, I bought one of those no. those used books, you know, the Blu-ray books. I was like, you know what, maybe I'll give it a shot. You know, the 60 frames per second or 120 frame, whatever it was shot in, stupidest decision somebody could have made. Awful, yeah. awful, awful movies. Terrible. So Amazon is going to go bankrupt. But HBO Max, you know, I was defending HBO Max not long before the news hit. And uh, what did they do? They screen capped my tweets and they posted it all over Criterion Reddit. It went after me. <laughs> went after me for days. They said, well, guys, I found it. This I found dumbass. the worst fucking take. <laughs> Somebody got real sassy with it, posted my tweet saying, hey, listen, the Criterion app is shit. Criterion sucks now. These people are, are atrocious. Go, go I, watch Turner I, Classic I, Movies.
1: I put it already. that was me <laughs> That would be
0: hilarious. I know who did it. It was that little kid in the house shirt, the orange house shirt. I go after i you know what i'm I have some videos coming out, and he's his face is in the video and i don't I don't say very nice things about him in the video, so look forward to that patrons anyway
1: Listen. <laughs> i'm uh... Why would you defend HBO Max or whatever? I'm looking at their series, and uh, what's good here?
0: They just dropped Doom the. Uh, uh, Expecting
1: uh, Amy. Ex- I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about that. that.
0: Was, Sounds that very romantic. Sexy. Yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol was it on is the DC. The Amy app.
1: Schumer documentary, which is just fat and pregnant, uh,
0: you know. You expect me to That's identify her as the Amy? Sure. Yeah,
1: you you were a girls fanatic. What are you talking about? Of course, she was you, she was you know.
0: she was nowhere near that. I would not watch girls if Amy Schumer was on there. That's <laughs> terrible. Um, anyhow, yeah, they, I mean that that was before though they decided to completely demolish every theater in North America. But I stand by that. I think Turner Classic Movies is the way to go. They have a very good library, especially compared to the Criterion app. Criterion app has been uh, very <laughs> underwhelming
1: you stand back your back behind your comments
0: I certainly the- do I do even though look even though even though it's going to be a, a net negative Listen they can, they can improve their library if they just cough up a little bit more money Wasn't Nolan and Spielberg pouring money into that Criterion app after they had to shut it down the first time cuz the user face was ugly
1: Sure I don't yeah. know
0: I don't know it's irrelevant they're I- going to go they're going to go I- bankrupt soon too who owns Cr- Criterion? Uh, Janus Films and I—that some private company owns them. Okay.
1: Now um, I'm looking at the HBO Max original programming, and uh, I don't recognize anything. There's a flight attendant miniseries, "Raised by Wolves." I've actually heard about that show. It's a science fiction show. that's supposed to be okay with Ridley Scott directed a couple of them.
0: Oh right, yeah. No, I don't. Um, I, I don't watch any of the shows. They brought in just all the shows.
1: Old, just watch old shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They have good movies. They have a very good library of movies between HBO and Turner Classic movies. They have some good Looney Tunes shorts from the nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, if you're into that. And I yep. think they have is, is I right. know which one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do they come with a with a little disclaimer at the beginning? Oh, they Japanese do. people might not actually look or sound like this mm-hmm. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Hitler has been dead for 60 years, so it's okay to <laughs> laugh at him.
0: I, I love it when Bugs Bunny's uh, lips plump up or his eyes get yeah. very squinty. You know, It's oh, pure comedy.
1: Yeah, that's how you know. I was actually watching uh, that Belushi documentary before we started. He was watching
0: According they, to Jim, the complete series, the complete they, first yes,
1: season. They, they got to a point where he came up with the samurai character and, and SNL. And and they're you know the samurai character that's just um, yep. a Japanese guy that he plays, uh, just says loud things in fake Japanese and and acts ridiculous. And they were talking about it like such a you know bright moment of inspiration that he had <laughs> watching watching a martial arts movie. And then he's just this fat man with a with a hairpiece, waving his sword around, saying. It is very racist. The sounds that he's making us like fake talk, uh, and it's just yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, what I, it's great how how the people are seeing her as like this very deep comedy comedy genius. it's just, he's just being racist. It's a piece Japanese of art. People.
0: No, it's yeah. art. What are you talking about? Oh. I I'll take that over. Uh, I was watching a documentary on 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 uh, Dolly Parton, oh, the wow. country singer. Yeah. And what I've noticed a lot with these documentaries is they always have, like, some waspy-looking woman with glasses to explain it through, like, a, a feminist postmodernist lens, even though it's all, like, shit from the 70s that, like, nobody was thinking that yeah. in that very clinical, sterilized manner, that very academic manner back then. Like, people were just making things off the top of their head and going with things, their feelings. They weren't thinking, yeah. oh, how do I make this about XYZ? You know, yeah. Uh, so, oh, how
1: am I supporting my feminism by blowing these five strangers? Right. Everything, every
0: everything has <laughs> to be in service
1: of yeah. that. Ultimately, yeah.
0: it's only good if it if it helps that function.
1: It's very cultish, like religion, right? Yes. Uh, just, I sucked that dick, but it was for Jesus, right? You know? it was, yes. it no, it was it was, for, it was, my, it was
0: empowering family. me. It was how I got my spirit back. Is uh, blowing yeah. the guy who works at the gas station for my uh, fresh pair of sneakers. You know, that's really. Yes really helping the, holy, the culture
1: holy spirit of over my face yes i'm gone with your point sorry i didn't mean that's too. vulgar that's very <laughs> that's disgusting really paints like, a very detailed image
0: this. anyway um what do you what do, what do you think would be like a good streaming service that isn't a streaming service
1: yet um shit i i i wanted something like shutter but i can't watch shutter over here because of Restrictions, so something horror related like that. It's cool. I don't. I don't think is there's anything that's not done yet. Live, even live sports have streaming websites, right? ESPN. So I don't. I I don't know what everything's done. That's the thing. We're we're at a point of exhaust, uh, creative exhaustion, where everything's been done or everything's being done right now. Where I, I don't know if there's anything original that you can say besides the movie that you're currently editing. Uh, with anything anymore,
0: <laughs> you know how we fix you that? Know? We fix that huh. with a with a nuke. you drop a bomb on a on a real country, you know not like a not one of your countries,, oh, yeah. but like a real know. country. We're- you drop a big bomb on there, and then everyone like just what? becomes like, like Nagasaki, so that, you know it's un wreckish
1: Or go back to Japan.
0: Do that. I don't know see if you've
1: talking about dropping bombs with that mustache and like, <laughs> <laughs> It looks like you've been hiding for a couple of weeks. Just I'm hiding in, out in the uh, mountains right now. This yeah. is this is my yeah. actual
0: location behind me. Oh, I mean, I, I was thinking about it. Think about Japan because I was talking about this for. Um, I was actually talking about House on a video recently that's going to come out soon, and the creative spurring that that occurred after all these times of like serious conflict and and tragedy um then again art got terrible after 911 so you know what i don't know if uh nuking people is really the answer that fixes this maybe just not enough people got killed in 911 it all got terrible after that really that and the uh, Janet Jackson breast being being uh, exposed yeah. on the super bowl really killed everything artistically
1: what did you really get from Pearl Harbor besides that movie. <laughs> you know, like what that's, that's another, what do you mean, what time we time time
0: get? Time. We got a bunch of like movies with Elvis living in Hawaii. <laughs> You're
1: right. Yep. And it would always be <laughs> like, you know, he's dying. Yeah. Like he's just fat Elvis with a Hawaiian shirt.
0: <laughs> he would, he would fall in love with a, a, like a local girl there. Right. And she would be Hawaiian, but she'd really be like white or something. White. Yeah, yeah. Whiter than him. Right. Yeah. And that's what we would wind up with.
1: Especially in those times where people weren't as mixed as they are now. Like, there's yes. no way you would have found a, a girl back in, well, maybe there's a way, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I support your wish uh, should bomb someone to make things fun, fun again theory I didn't say Uh, fun I said
0: interesting I I, I didn't say interesting either but I meant into interesting you can probably make some interesting art if there's some hardcore tragedy look I'm not advocating for this I'm just saying it's one way to get there that's all I'm saying
1: you mean like a global pandemic that's killed how many people already is that three
0: four I don't know a
1: couple of million that couple of old people
0: that were on their way out anyway
1: please yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what needs to for things to be fun it's just so saturated now that turning things off it feels like a break like before tv used to be a break from your life and now we have phones we have uh watches with tvs in them you know we have cars that have tvs in them we have uh uh, airplanes with TVs in them, so it feels like now... You own
0: all it's... these things with TVs in them? I don't have a watch for the TV. <laughs> just...
1: No, but I mean, you know what I mean, like, it's just, and, and TVs on watches, I don't know if you ever remember or ever saw the old ones that had, like, little antenna antennas on it and it everything. Sounds like Bruce Wayne. Uh,
0: He's got a TV has, and
1: everything. Yeah, That was very Marty McFly, but but uh, that now to escape, feels like it's better, for, or like it's the opposite now you just turn everything off and you're like all right i feel weirdly calm without having to you know check twitter every five minutes and all that shit like i had to take a couple of weeks off all of this and and it's kind of like it it, it feels new like i started watching well I, i i'm gonna spoil a future episode that we're gonna do but i started watching those batman movies like the before nolan yeah and um even though they're cheesy as fuck, and you know, it, you really have to put yourself in that time uh, time frame of the '90s uh, to remember what to to not just think that they're just silly, you know, that they're just like these silly movies that no one should be t- to be taken seriously or whatever. Because like, especially when it when it gets to what's his name, um, what's the director, the the gay man
0: um, director Joel Schumacher. Whatever.
1: Yeah, they they get even like uh, the Tim Burton is already theater, uh, and they just get it. Just he just keeps raising the bar with them, and and right. for whatever reason, every time I had seen them before, uh, I I would always just see them with like a very critical eye of like these are movies that I'm you know supposed to criticize and and not have fun with, but they're just stupid fun, you know. And and I feel like now we're we're so saturated with everything that we forget that sometimes it's good to just look at retarded shit and laugh, you know. Uh, Mr. Freeze is saying stupid shit, so you know it's not that serious. I don't know. I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm having a mental breakdown right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just want to look at the episode. Interesting. In the past last fifteen minutes just talking shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, look. We we'll, we'll save most of this for when we wind up doing the Batman shows. But um, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I remember a time
0: ones. when the 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 Burton Batman movies were like the standard for dark. And yeah, yeah, you watch them now and it feels like you're kind of watching like a cartoon, but like a serious, like Batman, the animated series, totally. Where it's yeah. like, it's a it's a cartoon, it's lighter, but there's still the serious elements and, and edges to it. Um, but the, I mean, in my opinion, those first two Burton films, and maybe a little bit of Batman Forever, just pure artistry, especially compared to everything that we get nowadays with superhero films where they didn't, you know, they didn't have such strict regulations for what you could do with characters and sets and all this and that and uh product designs in the movie back then and i think it holds up spectacularly especially the, again those first two films
1: right uh and, and you really see them with different eyes after knowing tim burton's career after that you know yeah. you see a lot of little tim burtonisms that you might not have noticed at first because you know you watch it when it- you watch it when it come when it came out you weren't alive when it came out right
0: what the the first one was eighty nine and I got that as a Christmas gift from my uncle in nineteen ninety three okay. so that movie was like my first favorite movie like I've seen batman eighty nine more than any other movie probably
1: okay yeah because i I mean I saw them when I was a kid, but i I didn't know who this Tim Burton person was, and I wasn't familiar with his work, but it's funny to see. Uh, early Tim Burton and and the difference between I should probably say this, but the difference between not having a huge budget or like not complete freedom and then having all the freedom in the world because of how much money the movie made. Yeah. Uh, and those two, like that's the biggest difference between those two. But we'll we'll get into into it with a later episode. Yeah, I'm. I still I'm, haven't. I, I'm, I still I'm haven't ex- finished Robin and Robin.
0: No, you again, haven't. I, should, I was gonna you know. buy. I, look, I I own. I decided to whenever there's a new thing, like VHS to DVD to Blu-ray to now four K, I will upgrade to whatever is, is out for the Batman movies, right? So I got my four K Blu-rays of Batman and Batman Returns. And I, I even got Batman Forever. I was gonna buy Batman and Robin. I'm I'm waiting for Black Friday. I check in <laughs> on it. How much is it? It's twenty-eight dollars. I was like, get the hell out of here. I spent fourteen dollars. On Batman 89. I spent $11 on Batman Returns. And I think I got Batman Forever for about $12, $13. All on eBay. I am not getting <laughs> Batman and Robin for $28. That's outrageous. Yeah. Now, I bet it looks great in 4K. I bet it's very colorful. But that's just, that's that's too much to ask of a person. Nobody likes the movie that much.
1: You can just wait a couple of years, too, until they put out a different version of it, and then it'll go down to 15 16 bucks. $16. I own
0: a different version whatever. of it. I, I mean, we talked about it on Civic TV when we were doing Death of Batman. I think I might have brought it up. Somebody on a message board sold a copy of Batman and Robin called Batman and Robin de and they cut out all the campy parts of the movie and all the nipple shots and all the ass shots. And put that out. It was like a 27 minute movie, and you could get that on a DVD. And I have that somewhere. It does not improve. Watch it.
1: that, and... no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it
0: doesn't. It's just still terrible. It's still awful. But I will say that's one of the the all time fun bad movies.
1: I I still haven't. Yeah, uh, I I finished uh, Forever yesterday, so I might watch that tonight. I don't know how much i'm gonna enjoy them just talking shit now because of what i said five minutes ago but that that's the thing like now superheroes are so serious and so emotional and so you know everything is life or death but not really because nobody dies ever that going back to that going back to those i was also watching uh darkman i don't know if you ever saw those darkman movies those are great yeah uh and just to go back to what superheroes were before we got into this factory of like the same thing with different colors. Uh, And it's just yeah fun to to re-watch those and just try to put yourself on the mindset of that time because you can't really see them with 2021 eyes and and enjoy them as much, I don't think. Like you have to go back to those very innocent days of the 90s where – you were just, you know, in the theater with no cell phone or anything, is just watching this stupid shit. Now, I, I don't know if I'll go back and watch those Fantastic Four movies because those are were ter- truly terrible. No, uh, but but those Batman ones are fun. No, and that... especially the, fir- the first two ones, Uh They're they're a lot of fun. I think what
0: you're talking about, like that '90s vibe of superhero, like when they just started to get that idea in their head of turning them into series, right? Like a series of films where there was still some sort of artistic integrity that the director would maintain for those movies. I think the real last gasp of that was probably the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. By the time you get to part three, then it's basically over. Uh, Maybe the X-Men, the early X-Men movies had that. Mm -hmm. And everything that that well, came after is probably not the case. Actually, I, I guess I don't. I don't think the Nolan Batman movies have the same vibe to them that all the comic book films of of that particular time that came before that have. Maybe Batman Begins does a little bit, but um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really put that in the same
1: canon. Yeah, they don't really feel like superhero movies, right? Not not saying that's a bad thing, but they they feel more adult, I guess. So it's difficult to put them in the same category as Dancing Peter Parker. Uh, But yeah, uh, it's just become, like with the exception of what, uh, Taka Waititi or whatever his name is, and James Gunn, who have been able to kind of do the within the rules of these movies, kind of make them their own by adding comedy and adding different elements that the other ones don't have. It kind of feels like a, like a TV show, all of these movies that come out where the director doesn't really matter because we know what it's going to look like. We know kind of the tone of the movie and we know what's going to happen, like the, the structure of it. Yeah. Uh, so that artistic integrity and just freedom, like you said. Now, I I don't know how much freedom... Actually, never mind. Because if Joel Schumacher was able to make Babin and Robin, it means that depending on how powerful you were as a director, you probably were given all the freedom of the world to do whatever you could with the franchise and make it I, successful well,
0: in hold on. I, I think by the time you get to Batman and Robin, things are a little bit different. I know that there were mandates for that film that required him to include elements for the sake of selling toys. And that was also, okay. I, th- I probably ultimately what made Superman lives fall apart that Tim Burton, Kevin Smith, Nick Cage right. starring Superman movie. That could have been a really intriguing piece of cinema. Um, that documentary that John Schnepp did was yeah. very well very well done. Very excellent. Um, if, for anybody who's interested in that, definitely check that out.
1: That and um, Jodorowsky's Dune yeah. made me really care about movies that I know I'm never going to see. Because I'm sure this Dune one is not going to have all the work and passion that this crazy Chilean, I think it's from Chile, Chilean man put into it. I'm sure it's just going to be drab and and. What do you I'm, think I'm of Danny Villeneuve? I think visually he's really interesting. Uh, I I don't know. I he makes <clears throat> he makes cool movies that you want to watch once. That's how I see him. You know, like so. I I don't. I can't think of any of his movies that I've watched multiple times or that I would like to. Uh, but you didn't like his Blade like, Runner. Yeah, but I'm I'm not, I, I don't that's that's the thing like there's a, Arrival and Prisoner Prisoners is really good. I really like Prisoners, but they're not movies that at least myself, I'm I'm not someone that rewatches really movies a lot, but I'm I'm not going to put on even though I enjoyed it a lot when I watched it. I'm not going to, you know, put on Arrival on my day off to enjoy that, you know. Visually yeah. it's really nice. It's really clean. It's really um impressive. <clears throat> but I don't know if any of the the movies he's made with the exception of late runner, maybe are anything that you would want to just rewatch even something like enemy, which is really weird indie uh, movie. It's another one where, well, I know the ending kind of, so it kind of ruins the, the, the story. Not now that you know what happens, but he's, he's good. I just don't think that you can really do done, uh, doing justice unless you're a crazy man like Jodorowsky you know because it's so huge like, yeah. I, I'm I'm not entirely familiar with the books I've never read it and I'm probably never going to read it because it's not something that I'm very interested in but it just seems like it's such a huge property that you need to have a crazy person on top to handle all the craziness of it and I don't know if this guy's the right one
0: right I think Jodorowsky probably said it best in that, you know, you get your hands on the material and the best way to handle that is to just rape the material, is to do right. your version of it, your. be ruthless in what you cut and what you manipulate and create your own vision of that product, which I don't see Denny Villeneuve doing. So I, I I do think you're correct in that regard. I would, I would say that, yeah, he, his films probably aren't the most rewatchable, although I do enjoy... Uh, You know, essentially everything that I see of his. Blade Runner 2049 I I would cite it as an exception because that feels very there's so much to that movie that I've enjoyed it on multiple occasions but something like Sicario one time and I'm good I actually, I think the sequel and this is an unpopular opinion, I think the sequel Day of the Soldado is actually a a much better film than that original Sicario film
1: Um, The Shia LaBeouf one? (laughs) Shyla, no, what do you confu- oh god, a tax collector,
0: the worst movie of the year? Did you watch that?
1: Hell yeah, it oh, awesome.
0: We should do, we should do, let's do an episode on that. I have so okay. much to say about that. I watched it months ago and I haven't been able to yeah. scrub it from my brain, uh, much to my I wouldn't mind
1: rewatching that. That, that shit was I'm not so bad. I'm not it putting that so on bad. my TV Hold again. Oof, it uh, was okay. What's his name, uh, director? Um, David Ayer. What happened to him? What did he do? they do? This they broke this man with Suicide Squad, yeah. Because he, well, I'm, I'm sure he didn't make Shia uh, get that chest tattoo, but can you imagine getting a tattoo on your chest that's that big for this?
0: For that like, movie, this
1: is. This is the thing that whenever you're at the beach or anyone sees you with a shirt, of, it's like, oh, it's the guy in the cover from that shitty movie that we watched because he got a tattoo. That's literally the only reason why I watched it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, let's see if it was worth for him to get a a chest tattoo. And it really was not. He wasn't even the
0: star (laughs) of the movie. The guy who was leading the movie was like the most feminine, lacking charisma man that they could have put in the Cholo gangster movie cuz i guess david Ayer is so obsessed with like oh he he lived in south central for like a month and now that's his identity it's been his identity since 2002 he's going to make it <laughs> he's going to make a comeback to tattoo gangster uh latin america culture cuz he's got a latin ex wife or something dude grow up how about that how about you grow up
1: well now he's working on bright 2 so I hope you're excited who's, about. Who's that putting
0: one. that out? Netflix is not doing bright too. Somebody must have bought bright. There's no way. There's
1: Let me see. N- it says Netflix greenlit a sequel a first day, a few days after the release of the first film. Well, it did make a shitload of well, not a shitload of money. It, it according to the records. Oh, the, the records. Number one movie, right? Just like. Uh, what is it called the gambits bitch <laughs> what's her name the devil's gambit or the, the something like uh,
0: queens gambit that's a new show Yeah
1: yeah yeah that's supposed to be like the most stream show in the history of the world I don't or whatever believe it is like I don't believe that I don't know yeah stranger things is it bigger than mm. I don't, don't know. think so
0: Everybody I know talks about stranger things and it's not even on the air I've I've heard two yeah. people talk about queen's gambit now maybe that's something but maybe it isn't They also said Disney said oh 18 million people signed up for Disney Plus because of Mulan. Again, let's 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 see. Let's why don't we audit that number and see what the real amount is? Because I I have a feeling it's not even close to that.
1: Also, how many free trials? How many <laughs> thirty <Right>. day trials? <laughs> They're just gonna cancel before. How that? many of
0: these are under the same name and credit card number? Hmm. I yeah. don't know. I'm kind of – I'm 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 still intrigued, though, to see where movies and where creative content winds up going from this because I don't necessarily think it's going to be a bad outcome. It's probably not going to be a great outcome, but we're a very emulsion culture.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you something. What do you want your movie-making career to be? Do you want to make 50 movies? Do you want to be like Paul Schrader? Sh- Is he one Paul of them that Schrader? are just – that it's just like at the end of his life doing movies in Russia, just is that one of them? I don't remember if he was one of them. Uh, kind, was it he he
0: he did it and then he hopped out. He that's how he but did I, Dying of the Light, and that was terrible. And then he got back a Cop- and did Eight Twenty Four.
1: Was a Coppola then? Because it's one of the ones that we've talked about recently that did that and was doing just movies in Europe just because fuck it. The one that did the Domino- Palma
0: and and
1: Coppola, Palma, right. yeah. So would you, do you want to have a career where you make like, well, you're 30 now, so let's say 20 movies. Yeah. <laughs> let's say 20, 30 movies, or would you like to just make like five of them and hope they're successful and then just go the, um, what's his name? The, I just make movies for myself route. Oh, Vincent Gallo-
0: uh, James Franco. Oh yeah. Vincent or- Gallo It's all the same guy. Uh, no, I don't, even, I don't think like that. I don't think like that at all. I think that's very presumptuous if you start thinking about yourself in that way. Like, I'll do, I'll do, like, if you, like Tarantino can do something like that because he's proven right. himself and he's been active for 35, 40 years. No, not 40 years, but like 35 years. Um, if you have nothing sure. currently under your belt and you're thinking of yourself that way, I think that's poison. I think that's self-sabotaging. So, no, I don't, I'm not even thinking like that. I'm uh, just trying to focus on making, making this
1: film entertaining. This one, right? This one, this okay. one.
0: This one's the only one that counts.
1: Because that's the thing, um, and I I remember sending it to you guys. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or or months ago, but I have a an acquaintance that I went to school with, and he all he does is just like these. I don't even know if I want to say B level horror movies, and he's making a living with that. And he has he's he's like twenty six, and he's made like eight movies already, but they're all. It's movies that man. you know hope, that's hope, not Freak. to that level because yeah something like that oh. where where you can tell that maybe there's some talent there and there's, there's some sets that they build and like they have some cool things like cool camera movements and whatever but when it gets down to the movie's just not good in any way like it's just it just fails it's just bad but uh he makes money with them. So his career now is just, he has a production company where he makes his bad horror movies and that's his life. He's still very young, so I'm sure that he can improve if he wanted to and like do better. But at least for now, that's what his career is. And uh, and I, I don't know if, if that's some, a route that I would want to go, even if it's just to make money, you know? Yeah.
0: No, me, I'm a snob. So I, if, I, <laughs> if I feel like something's going to be bad, I mean, maybe I, I, I could be open to producing that or serving some kind of creative function but I wouldn't want to put my name on it as writer or director if I thought it was going to be bad cuz I I know what that's that's like now to uh put out your little short <laughs> films or something at age 21 and then desperately try to remember your login information on uh, on things to hide videos. Oh, oh, so no yeah. I'm not I'm I'm way past that I'm not I'm not in that game
1: how glad are you that you're 30 and not 20 right now oh man yeah uh, that
0: that's it's well it's. I think it's great. I think it's. it's I think yeah. it's wonderful that uh, you know to have the eyes that I have now. But the thing is, I don't think you get there. I don't think you become that that sharp to um, seeing what the problems were unless you do that yourself in your your earlier years. Yep. So you have to do that. So, I don't know. What's it like to be almost forty? <laughs> it's, uh,
1: it's 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 better. I think. I don't know. I I, I had a very Cringe teenage years of just just ah uh, just i I'm glad that there's not a a record of it on the on the internet, like I can't imagine being twenty and being a vlogger, you know where you're every yeah. day you're saying you're as thoughts to the world and that shit lives forever, it's just ah uh, no i I don't know, I think I'm good being uh, someone that doesn't understand the internet sometimes and <laughs> and uh whenever you guys talk about like internet people, I'm just sitting here like,' oh hey, great, cool, yeah, you know I'd spend... rather that.
0: Then, Your formative years then, were not spent yeah. on 4chan or something something yeah. awful or any of these platforms that that bred the Chapo people or the ComeTown people or the right, many right. knockoffs on social media. Reddit people are Criterion people. <laughs> anyway, uh, do we have anything else to say about these streaming platforms?
1: Because I um, I feel like it's all going to be speculative. What do you think? What do you think is the the one that has the best content right now, do you do you think is this the HBO Max that you were talking about at TCM?
0: Probably. It, it actually – I mean I, I've been using it more than anything else um, since they added it to the Fire Stick because I got one of those. So,
1: But do you watch old stuff mostly or yeah. what do you use it for? So it's I, just for their catalog. Th-
0: this past year I haven't watched like anything new. That- <clears throat> I've I've been cataloging uh, everything that I do watch, in terms of like a feature or whatever, um, on on Letterboxd, just so I can remember because I want to put out a, a list at the end of the year of like the the ten or twenty best films of twenty twenty, and then the ten best films that I watched during twenty twenty that I hadn't seen previously. I, I've I've watched some great great movies this year, some movies that have been very um, creatively stimulating, and most of them have been either on Prime or on. HBO Max. So some of them were on the Criterion channel, but that that I don't know We know how you feel. Yeah. We, we're, we're past that. <laughs> we know now. Your thoughts. It's over. Yeah. So I guess I mean look, HBO Max is not the the worst platform to have. They have good variety. And uh I, I think that's better than Netflix. I don't I haven't been impressed right. with anything on Netflix for some time now. How about you?
1: Yeah, no. Uh I that's the thing I don't really have access to many because of where I live uh kind of to be honest something like shutter I know that I mentioned that at, at the beginning of this but I I don't know if I would find much use to something like that because most of the, those movies I either have or I've seen already like the old ones and I I've still yet to see something recent that they've made that really impresses me or gets me interested in any way that will make me want to subscribe to their service. So I guess just to support that service, I would have it if I could. But I don't know. I, I, I'm I so disconnected from, from that uh, streaming services thing that, yeah, Netflix just feels like a... Like my girlfriend tells me about things he watches on Netflix and my dad, but... And I'm not. I'm not saying that in any disparaging way or anything, but it's just something that I don't even check because I know that right. I'm no, just
0: it's designed. Gonna for...
1: spend an. I spend an hour trying to find something, and then it's just. Ah, it's Something I've seen before. Like the other day, I started watching a uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind from I think it's seventy-seven. They just yeah. put it on. And it's just like oh, cool. So I'm just watching a movie, an old movie on Netflix for no reason. I think I have that movie. Uh, so it's it's nothing new, you know, that I'm I'm excited or driven to
0: no netflix is absolutely designed for a certain type of viewer base that doesn't think too in-depth about movies or, or series or any kind of scripted content and their quality it's very commercial fare and i feel like that's why their series and their their original movies are designed the way that they are and there's nothing uh nothing necessarily wrong with that it's just maybe not uh not or something we that want. you or I could be, yeah, yeah, could use as fuel for for an indistinct period of time. Um, one thing I did was uh, I, I was going to bring up was, uh, and it's gone from my head. I I, I was going to go <laughs> to something else. Oh, I was going to ask: Has there been any decent direct-to-streaming horror movies that have gone to Shutter or any of these other platforms? Because I feel like they all come out very cheap. We were talking about Castle Freak recently which is a Fangoria in state film. And we, I mean, if you guys were online earlier in the year, while all the Cine state stuff was going on, we were were vaguely uh, on the sidelines of that, making comments and what have you, becoming part of that narrative. Um, Right. Very unfortunate to see one of the more creatively interesting studios kind of take a dive here. But Castle Freak was a movie that they had done prior to that, It is a remake of a, I think it was Stuart Gordon. Gordon did that. And and Mm -hmm. it's uh, based on a Lovecraft short story from, uh, this was all from 1995. One of the first horror movies I ever watched on pay-per-view was that original Castle Freak.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: I see this trailer that you inform me of and its quality. And, it it feels like a YouTube movie. It looks like a a, yeah. a YouTube fan film of something. YouTube, you know?
1: YouTube Red production. Yeah. Yep.
0: No, you. look YouTube Red. That would be at least some quality to it. I'm talking somebody out in their backyard with a camcorder, like the ginger kid you you pulled up on
1: Civic TV that <laughs> one night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, Australian. Yeah, director, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think he- yeah, where you, where you don't have anyone that knows anything about lighting or color grading, even like it looks like raw footage that someone shot on a phone. Yeah, having no knowledge of like depth of field or aperture or anything like that, it's just it looks terrible. It looks like <clears> they <throat> didn't go through the process of like color grading and having a cinematographer on on set to shoot it, and it also seems like they didn't even try to fix it on on post, no, which not is at kind all. Of disappointing at all. So this was a Cinestate production thing.
0: They, oh, no, Gogh, you said that. Well, they, it was when they were one and the same. Now Fangoria has been bought out by some other company and Cinestate is just hanging tight until I think they map out a distribution plan for Run, Hide, Fight. That that wound up getting into Venice even after the controversy. So there there might be a brighter future for that company, but Fangoria's films have been wreck. They have been terrible. And this year, I mean, this is just another one that you can uh, 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 toss in the garbage bin as far as I'm concerned. Porno was one of the worst movies I've seen this year. Now, it's not the tax collector bad, but it is in the the bottom five absolutely. And the thing well, that the- really repulsed me about that porno movie, right? Porno, which is a horror film. And it, it suffers a similar fate where it looks like Nobody knew what they were doing in post, as far as the color grading, or oh. even on set when they were shooting the film. There's there's very poor cinematography. It ends with the name of the the company that that backed this, which was like the guy who directed or whatever. He did a little LLC, yeah, and it was called a thoughtful horror film LLC, a thoughtful horror film LLC. How how revolting is that to think of that? For your product, which is like, hey, look, you know, porno. Everybody, everybody's got urges, and uh, it's okay to be gay. And the, the satanic panic and Christian, Christian people in the eighties, right, guys? Hmm, hmm.
1: That's a not. Thoughtful. That can't be real. That's. I refuse to believe that's a real. Go, man.
0: go, go, pirate it like I did. I'm glad I didn't pay any money for that
1: piece of shit. <laughs> a thoughtful horror film, isn't that? Oh no, that was Jay Baruchel with this. That's a thoughtful too. horror
0: film. That's a very thoughtful <laughs> horror film. Random acts of violence. I love it when a director issues a statement explaining their movie before it comes out.
1: <laughs> Just giving you know a little bit of a of a, a pre explanation yes. of what I'm trying to do. Before, yeah. before let's end.
0: Let's end straight. the notion of of nuance or your own interpretation in a piece of art. I'm going to tell you what this is about. Jay Baruchel, what an embarrassment. Hmm? Jay Baruchel put out his movie and he was like, oh, you know, there's a lot of misogyny in the horror films. I don't like that. So that's why I made my movie.
1: I don't like that Jason, the big retard, murders women and not <laughs> yeah. just men. Not
0: just it's It like, should exclusively be straight white men he's murdering.
1: Yeah. God. Great.
0: Best movie of the year. I still haven't seen
1: it. What's
0: it called? Random acts 30? of violence. That's on Shutter.
1: Yeah, that's not gonna happen. But no, I've... <laughs> but you know, you know, you know my deal. I have a deal with a distributor.
0: That's what. That's where we're going first. Is Shutter <laughs> once once this movie's done in post, once this movie's locked, going to Shutter, going to a, a thoughtful great. horror film LLC to see if they want to find. It. <laughs> It's you know what, what about a- there is no realistic if anybody like just pulls any of these episodes there's no realistic path for either of us or Jake or anybody in the in the industry because all we do is talk shit and tell everybody how <laughs> horrible everything is and aggressively yeah. too just it, this fucking sucks this has no redeeming value whatsoever that's someone's hard 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 effort hard work just completely dismissed because they're stupid Listen, I
1: just. I just hope that no one has enough discipline to go back 10 episodes and just listens to the most recent one. And then that way they won't know that before we get a job, if we do get it or whatever, you know, let's hope we get paid first. (laughs) (laughs) If that happens, because I mean, we, I mean, I don't think we've ever been on. I don't know if we've ever been unfair to anyone. It's uh, a, hey, it's all well, opinions
0: uh, it's opinions at the end of the day. uh If anyone wants yeah. to have words, they're welcome to come on this program, like Mr. Chris Stuckman, our new best friend, our best friend yeah, of many months. That's right. That turned out great. I mean, he didn't promote the episode or anything afterward not that, at all. that's not a That's not <laughs> a top twenty most downloaded all. episode, uh but it was a enjoyable time once you know we got through that initial wall of discomfort oh,
1: fucking awkwardness between you two. Sexual tension, yep. that you had going on. Yeah,
0: exactly. But I again, I, I you know, I think I think you're completely correct. I don't think we were we've ever been unfair to anybody's film or property. And you know, if we were just nobodies who weren't doing anything and had no no uh, 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 proof of quality, now that's not to talk up the, the work that we've done. But I will say that the work that we have done has met a certain level, a certain standard that would be considered above average to most people's eyes, comedically and visually. Um, right. Now, if we didn't have that, and we're just a couple of, you know, we're the two old men in the theater in uh, in uh, uh, Muppet Babies, that's one thing. Right. But, but that's not
1: the case. That's what I'm willing to say. Yeah, I uh, I'm still, wow. I'm still... <laughs> Trying to find a talk show, talk, what is it, for
0: A Thoughtful Horror Film, LLC. Horror film. There's not going to be a website. This is literally somebody's company they just bought so they can own their movie technically and not have it, they don't get George Romero with Night of the Living Dead because he didn't put the copyright of the whatever on it. That's all. You have to do that before you release a film. And it costs you like $700 or something to file an LLC and you get that for about a huh. year
1: we should do a more thoughtful horror movie, (laughs) LLC. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I I don't think that porno movie, there's anything that I would want to. See, and there's something that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to me liking bad things, like enjoying just a bad movie, that the biggest difference is between, I mean, I'm I'm, go- I'm going on porno by what you said, but the difference between something like porno where you, you see that there's the money. I'm sure the talent is there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gotten it either bought or funded. But you see that they have the capability to do something better and they don't.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, That's not enjoyable. I like it when you have a director or a producer or a main actor or whatever who's doing the best they can, but they're just not good enough and it's just bad. Like that's the type of horrible shit that I like. So something like this, where, you know, you could have done better. Like, it doesn't really take that much effort to to do, you know, a li- try a little bit too of a, a creative camera movements or like a little bit of interesting lighting here or, or something, you know. But. That shit is just because it pisses me off because I'm like, this person is doing this and they're not even trying to make it interesting, so why am I spending an hour and a half to watch this? Yeah. Uh, when the opposite is just someone that just doesn't know what they're doing and they're just giving it a go. and It sucks, but it's it has heart. You know what right, I mean?
0: Right, they're trying. No, th- this is something that I actually said on Twitter today because I saw that Lifetime and KFC were partnering for a mini-movie with Mario Lopez as the colonel. There is... Almost no sincerity left in any, any like scripted physical, uh, not physical, sorry, visual product that is released nowadays. Everything is tongue-in-cheek. Everything is kind of inside, you know, an inside joke with the audience. There, I don't know, there's something about that that really bugs me, that really rubs me the wrong way. And it makes it impossible to truly enjoy it as a, as a serious film because almost like, like they're acknowledging the fact that it is a film which then takes you out of it, removes its rewatchability. Something that didn't do that, that stuck with its premise and did not make light of it, and realized that the product itself was the joke, that they didn't need to make the jokes throughout because they were insecure in what it was that they were making, was that Mel Gibson Santa Claus movie, Fat Man, mm. uh, which plays it straight. And Walton Goggins is very good in that. Uh, Mel Gibson is good in that. And it's it, it feels like a movie that would have been made in 1993, 1994, before they had the idea to deadpool it you know where uh it's like oh we're gonna we're gonna make jokes with the audience we're gonna win over the can you believe this can you believe what we just made
1: (laughs) i hate that hey we showed a testicle yeah that type of thing like the. right yeah oh she's he's got semen in his ear that's crazy that type of shit yeah (laughs) the Farrelly brothers type of shit um i i i have that i i thought it was like a Christmassy movie so i i yeah. thought i'd download it and see what it is but now that you say it like that it sounds more interesting but i thought it would be i mean it,
0: it's look you don't be knocked out by it i nope. mean it's, it's it is <laughs> it okay. is what it is i i mean right it's been a terrible year it's but, number eight for the year for me
1: just by default i, I mean uh, at least they took a chance, I guess. Right. That's where we're going with this. Yeah, At yeah, least yeah. it's like, well, it's not, you know, Santa Claus, and all of a sudden, you know, he is a deadbeat. You can either go the uh, bad Santa route, which is my the best way to go with it, I think, where you just, you know, this is what it is. You know, it's sincere. This is, yeah, this character is that horrible. You know, he would do these things. Or go the um, grown-ups way. Where you just play it safe and it's just like gag after gag of like how retarded this person is or like how look at how old Adam Sandler is or whatever I've never seen them, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and and when when someone gets a concept as ridiculous as the one for Fat Man and and pulls through and and earnestly does it, hoping to make something good out of it, it's 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 better than something where. You know, you can tell they've been improvising for 30 minutes to get one funny joke. Right.
0: Yeah. And again, if you you start making jokes at your own expense in that that film that you're working on, it kind of feels like you're sacrificing it along the way because you don't feel confident what it is you're making. And, uh, you know, it might not stick the landing if you decide uh, to play it straight. But I think you'll still have a more respectable product and something that's gonna endure a bit longer right. than um, you know, cannibalizing your your film for the sake of just maintaining a ninety minute structure. I don't know. Fat Man. Go see Fat Man. What are we doing movies on <laughs> over the next couple? We're doing Batman. We're doing yeah. uh we, we should probably do Tax Collector, Chinatown, we're gonna do the Chinatown double feature with right. two Jakes. Should we bring on Jake Hanrahan and Jake Miller for that and get real cute,
1: <laughs> am Sure, if it's, if it's not going to be much of an issue with hell the Hell no, we're not doing that. Situation. That's, that's no, that that just streaming. stupid as hell. <laughs> I, would just, I would just stream it at 2 p.m. on a Saturday so that Jake is awake. Yeah, Cameron.
0: that was great when we tried to get Jake Hanrahan on Civic TV like four months yeah. ago. And he was like, oh, i got to wake up at 5 a.m. for the
1: show. let <laughs> watch his rag on... Yeah, let's watch... Was it oh, Deadbeat from no, Dawn or something? It?
0: I don't know. Whatever no, no, Stan no, no, no. was going to pick.
1: His movie was fucking... Oh, Carlos the Jackal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's like> a, <laughs> it would have been all day. It was revolutionary. Three.
0: Like, oh, no, no, three. no, no, no. Three Three is the shortcut. Three is the, the film version. Carlos uh carlos the jackal is like a seven and a half hour miniseries that's what he picked I, we, so here's here's the criteria we gave him we were like all right civic tv we're watching kind of schlocky stuff We're watching gimmicky movie, you know bad horror movies so if you got a suggestion or, or something uh we'll pair that up against like because Stan was going to be on the episode with him Stan from super city oh, yeah. tv uh it's gonna be you two guys we're gonna do a head-to-head so go ahead you pick you pick something along those lines it's Going to be, you know, bad to watch. And he picks a serious Criterion Collection miniseries from fucking Spain. Carlos the Jackal. Eight episodes. Two hours apiece. Great. Why don't we watch Decalogue? Why don't we watch Sanctinago? Why don't we watch... Get... Shoah. Shoah. That's Let's the... watch Shoah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Nine hours of a Jewish man. Right? That's what Shoah <laughs> yeah. is? is it it's a Holocaust it's... documentary, right? Yeah yeah something like that yeah
0: oh jesus oh boy yeah we'll do one of those one day we'll do berlin alexander platz to to completion um i don't know i got nothing else to say for movies how about how about you
1: i'm good all right why don't we
0: uh give the quick plugs again if you want to if you want to get some video content Go over to patreoncom lores I've got bonus episodes of movies. I've got early releases of movies, and to a certain point, every single episode will have a video equivalent, where you can see us and our backgrounds, uh, like the info Wars set for Hans or the <laughs> mountains for the band. I think it was Polish film on the Silver Globe, which was partially destroyed back in the late or was it, uh, late eighties, I believe. I don't know. Some weird stuff happened in Poland and Russia and all these creepy Eastern European flavored places. Uh anyway, what are you on Twitter? Hans Memorial.
1: Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Go. Go there. Are you I'm posting it again?
0: Are you posting your own photography over on Instagram? Uh yeah. Yeah, but I whatever you posted uh, recently uh, was actually really good.
1: Yeah, I, I I I try to use that more as like a creative type of thing, more of like, a, hey, this is something kind of cool. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want people following that following that one. I'm kind of
0: weird about it. What so. are you insecure about yourself, Hans? These, yes. fo- no, these, are, I'm I'm not kidding around. What did you shoot this on? Did you just shoot this on your phone? My phone, yeah, yeah, That's- <clears throat> I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, I don't I'll even, say that. How about think. that? Cool. See Thank there, you. there's some flattery <laughs> on this show. It's not just me bullying you for ninety minutes. Uh no. Yeah. Hans's photography is very good here. Go follow him on, on on Instagram. I almost said Twitter. Twitter will get you something else. Twitter will get you something yeah.
1: dark. You'll get some cunts and me <laughs> talking about politician politic politic politi- woman. Yeah. Uh and and yeah, don't go there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Follow me on twitter I don't know how I'm, I'm I'm thinking about deactivating my Twitter personally, but I feel like it's, that's yeah the only reason why i'm I'm staying on there is because it will cripple the social ties made um to anybody significant. I feel like anyway, I don't know maybe I'm wrong about that. I talk to more people through Instagram than twitter
1: I don't talk to anyone through twitter I message a couple of people just randomly and whenever. You guys say something about me <laughs> or something like that. I get a message from people just being like, "Hey, look at what this person said trying to start shit." But I don't really. I I honestly like I, I'm at the point of social media socializing, I guess. Where like I talk to you guys and like talk to my girlfriend. I talk to a couple of friends from here, and that's pretty much it. Like I'm yeah. kind of like, and I don't know if it's just part of this year, just everything that's happened, but I'm kind of. I don't know. I kind of want to quit it all and start from scratch, but you know, yeah, it's not like it's not we have a massive following or anything, so it wouldn't really make a difference. Here's the
0: weirdest thing in the world, right? Is we've done one video thing really this year, and that was the Comfort System Summertime Special that got chopped up into two episodes, even though it's supposed to be one episode. One thing this year, and yet for I, I'll speak for me anyway and this probably applies to you and the other two guys it has still been a a very good year for engagement for growth right um which makes no sense cuz I I'll tell you what in my head I'm like nothing's happening here but then I'll I'll randomly go back to Instagram like this time last year or something and there's a significant difference in all sorts of stuff so even when not a lot is happening even when it's just this this podcast mm-hmm. Um, which for the most part, like the download numbers don't really match the conversations that are being had about the show that I see on Twitter anyway. I mean, Twitter, I'm, I'm pretty irrelevant on there. Facebook's a different right. story. Instagram's a different story. Uh, YouTube, terrible. YouTube I've given up on. <laughs> it's over there. Um,
1: what's, well, no, that's another, I don't want to stretch this to three hours, but. What, what were you going to say? Cause no, just like what's on. Again, I'm so out of the loop that I don't know what what's the thing that's worth doing on YouTube now, or what's the new thing. Because like I, I just use it to listen to podcasts, honestly. Uh, like I do, I watch this, what we're doing right now. Like I watch other people doing something like this and that, and like sports highlights or something. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really plugged into the drama or whatever it is that that is popular now on YouTube. Do you know? Or are you cuz like that's the thing since since you started putting out shit there too like you stopped yeah. i mean uh i'm sure that that community or whatever it is that you had if you ever had one over there uh it's not as active as now that we're doing this or that we're doing streaming more often and just interact with them more right uh but but what's the thing now it's you know like what's the there debate isn't. that there, was like last nothing. year It's just it's like, whether people in, go to youtube for just just because they're used to i guess right
0: it, in that circle that you're talking about there's nothing that's over that's all either on twitch or d live but even that's not what it once was on youtube i think the only thing keeping it afloat are makeup vlogs makeup vloggers jeffrey star types uh like lifestyle influencers though that's where they're getting people uh to tune in so everything else has has suffered. Sometimes I'll see like good video documentaries or video articles. The only thing I really go on there for is to like watch the the dude who does Dilbert. I watch Scott Adams like every day on YouTube, and that's okay. It. That's it, and that's just me. I know I'm I'm you know he's right. not a huge he's not PewDiePie right. so
1: right yeah I don't know yeah because I know that you were thinking or are still going to do a, like a restart on the new year with like new shit. I don't want to say anything, but that's
0: well, hold on a second on that note. That's paywall. Got to pay for that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not putting out anything for free anymore as far as video okay. content goes. Cause it takes up so much time. You know, we would spend, I mean, we would do the comfort episode, the comfort systems episodes every single month and right. it would be so oh, much do, we
1: do. Do we do every month?
0: Yeah. At some point. I think we maybe we took off, I think, one month, and then we were going to double up and do two in a month, and then we just combined those into two for the finale.
1: Oh, yeah. Fuck. That was two years ago, right?
0: No, that was just last year. What? Really? It ended last year. Yeah, season one ended last year, and then we did the special in July.
1: See, it's, it's weird to think that even though we're all locked into our houses, like we put out less... Well, I. That's I why we just, though. we just. But here, I we mean, just move here's to, the thing.
0: Right. Yeah. So there's that. And there's like the component of like, oh, we're all in different states now, especially uh, since Jake moved to Texas and I moved to New York. I think that's probably. I think on paper, it was more difficult to get things done for a show like that when we're all in different states. Like, right. everybody's in a different location. It's impossible to do um any sort of group sketches that way. Where maybe we were able to pull that off before where it was gonna be me and Jake meeting up and we'll get Kenny involved and we'll bring in speed right. and then we'll throw you on the green screen or something like that. And that's much more seamless. That feels like a good good team effort. As opposed to everybody's gonna do their own individual sketches or we're gonna do the like Zoom comedy is so so big yeah. this year. And I'm that's disgusting to me. I have no interest in uh in doing anything like that because everybody's doing it so i think it's a much more difficult thing
1: i think you're right about another aspect too that uh if we're like i'm i shoot myself like i don't have anyone to record me whenever we would do those things so if i wanted to do anything outside or to get out of the house and not just do fucking hiding in my flat forever like, I would have to actually step out of my house and record myself with my camera and, like, doing other things other than just me talking to the camera. So I'm sure that Jerry's another one that maybe doesn't have someone else there to do that with him. Like, he's not going to have his wife or his kids doing it with him. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to my he girlfriend should. just because— He should. He should get his children to
0: film him to hold the boom <laughs> mic, to set up the camera, to hold a big green blanket behind him.
1: I I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask my girlfriend to do that one because I don't think I would be able to say the things that I say if she's there. Like I think I would just get bashful. No, it's uncomfortable. It sucks. It's so uncomfortable, dude. It's so bad when you're like just being ridiculous and just trying to come up with the worst thing or like the most, the funniest thing. And then there's someone else just recording you uh, not even smiling. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. No, I hate it. So uh, I I, so, uh, I hate uh,
0: having to act. But the thing is, if you don't do it, then it's going to take yeah. so much more work otherwise. And that's really what it comes down to. And then you have to wait thirty minutes before you actually get comfortable and can really do it for real. And then the batteries are almost dead, and it's just it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, but that's that's the biz anyway. <laughs>
1: but anyway yeah uh fuck youtube uh don't don't go i mean yeah it's, it's whatever we're not really i think the biggest problem there is that uh, you just probably just have to be consistent and just post all the time too because like even when we were doing uh one a month like we would get a lot of engagement in some of them but at the same time like that engagement didn't really translate to anything outside of youtube right no. like we will get it there but then we would still get nothing anywhere else. We would have thousands of views, but still nothing. So I don't know if uh, that's still like a viable option, especially with everything that's going on and with our current situation too. That's just not ideal. Um, but maybe little clips of this things or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if you've been able to tell, but I'm not good at at uh, coming up with money making ideas yeah. <laughs> in the past. 10 years that you've oh, known is, me, no. I've, known, I've had like 10 different jobs of just, I, I'm just doing this for money. Like any, anything
0: video-wise, yeah. so thus far anyway, has certainly not been a money-making venture yeah. in any capacity. Um, it's been good for opportunities, but opportunities aren't a lock. Opportunities do not translate to, uh, to monetary wealth, unfortunately, yet. We'll see about that. I'm feel, I don't know. I'm feeling pre- I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about where things what are going go in the next year.
1: Warner Bro. Warner Brothers is not feeling good and they have how many millions to spend Listen, and you're feeling good. I'm just
0: saying, look, worst case scenario here where nobody buys, no distributor buys Mass State Lottery a year from now. You know, it's the same venue. It gets released via the same method as Wonder Woman 84, right? So, it's one in this same contention. We're all the right. same now. That's what The yeah. Great Reset's all about. We're all the same. You'll rent everything. You'll be the happiest you've ever been. You'll rent Mass State Lottery on Amazon Prime for four ninety nine a year from now. And uh, most people will watch it pirated. Anyway, that's been yep. movies for this week.
1: That's right, Gal Gadot. We're the same now, bitch. We're the same. <laughs> <laughs> What do
0: you want to do next week? What do you want? What do you, what do you want to do the episode on? You want to do Batman? Or you want to do? You want to hop into Chinatown or something?
1: Let's do Batman. Let's do because Batman. I haven't, watched, I haven't watched the two Jakes, and I, I don't think I'm going to enjoy them very much. So let's do Batman.
0: Jack Nicholson triple feature. How about that? Wonderful. All right, that's been movies for this week. We're going to be talking about Tim Burton's Batman next week. I'm amped for that because I know that movie like the back of my hand. All right, that are we has going to been... do two?
1: Oh, sorry. No, let, let's just...
0: let's let's. I feel like we can talk about each one of those movies for their own episode, okay. as opposed to condensing it into, you know, one supersized episode. Unless you want to do like a John Carpenter style three three hour thing, maybe. But uh, I don't know. We'll we'll okay. see about
1: that. Do you want to plug your stuff?
0: Nah, people know where to find me. All right, that's been movies. Thank you for
1: too, whoa, too listening.
0: <laughs>